from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs, and we have a good bit to talk about about a couple of players that are going to take over and I think play pivotal roles in how this team progresses towards uh, the next run at the next Super Bowl. We're going to get into the details as well as I think Chris might have something to rant about. Now, I know you're fired up. But I I'm sitting tell here, everybody. <laughs> I'm sitting here giggling just because of, of what you said, but go ahead. <laughs> Before we get there, everybody check out Locked On Fantasy Football. That show is picking up steam right now. It's almost fantasy season, and uh, the drafts are coming for you. And I also get want to give a shout-out. If you are on the YouTube channel, you can see I got the All Juice going today, and you can check out that banner down below, and you can go help actually fund the Therese Paler Scholarship Fund at giving.howard.edu slash give now. Please do shout that out. Um, Please do. And I wanted to start off friendly before uh, before you get to something that's bothering you. You mentioned YouTube. If you're watching, uh, if you're not watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, go subscribe. Uh, Go ahead. I'll let you go with what you were going to (laughs) say. I was just going to like try to set you up because I'm not, I don't know what the topic is, folks. You're going to hear this um, at the same time that I do, but is something, um, you know, bothering you right now? I don't know that I would really say it's bothering me specifically. I'm just, I was chuckling because, you, you know, your intro of how you talk about things and, you know, setting me up saying I'm going to rant. And yeah, I am going to rant a little bit. <laughs> uh, and now I, I feel bad, but I can't even remember what I was chuckling about because it wasn't about my rant. Okay. Um, but okay. So I'm on Facebook this morning and I don't go on Facebook very often, but I just was scrolling through. And one of the things NFL spin zone popped up was a redraft of the 2017 draft. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, okay, well, this is a no duh. Who's going <laughs> number one. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes, you know? Okay, fine. Who cares? That's no big surprise. He goes number one overall. And I believe it's to the Cleveland Browns because that was a miles Garrett draft. And then Deshaun Watson goes number two. So I can't really disagree with a lot of the picks on the top 10, other than they still had Kansas City picking at 10, which is dumb enough. (laughs) But then they get into who they draft at 10. Oh. Well, first of all, why why does that bother you that they still have them at 10? Because there's no way Kansas City's picking at 10 if they're not getting Mahomes. Right. They they traded up to get him. Right. They traded a first and a third round pick in the next, well, a third round pick of that year's draft and a first in the 2018 draft to go get Mahomes for 27, which is still cheap compar- comparatively speaking in my mind to other trades that we've seen. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, so they keep Kansas City at 10, but it's just mind bogglingly stupid. How do you really feel? They drafted George Kittle. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I well, you gotta, so so I, who's number two? <laughs> Deshaun Watson. No, I mean, you put Kittle on, on a roster with Travis oh, Kelsey, like, yeah. let's see, the, the greatest uh, and the second greatest. Like, it's killer if you want to run 18 tight ends. Right. It's like Ryan's fantasy with, with – uh, Fullbacks, except for with tight ends. Um, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just sitting here dumbfounded. Well, and honestly, be fair about it. Kittle was drafted, I think, I can't remember, it was the third or fifth round. It was somewhere later in the draft. So people didn't have a clue what they were going to get. But that's kind of what you get with these redrafts, is you get guys that were way underdrafted, moving way up the charts. And so it makes a lot of sense where Kittle is. But at the same time, 
like if Kansas City trades a first round and a third round pick for George Kittle to go up and get him in 2017, how many fans would have just lost their crap? <laughs> yeah, it would have been out there. I mean, with Travis Kelsey still on the team, I mean, and and the argument was, well, Al- Alex Smith could use a two tight end set, and Andy Reid would be the the godfather of using that. And I'm just sitting there going, no. You don't give up a first-round pick and a third-round pick, or two first-round picks and a third-round pick for a tight end when you have a superstar already on your team. Yeah, that's a, that's a stretch. And I can understand why you're frustrated. Uh, obviously, Mahomes going number one makes perfect sense. Beyond that, it's like back it out and understand that quarterbacks drive the draft process, so nobody's trading up if he and Watson are off the board one, two. Right. Yeah, and who knows where Trubisky was? As soon as I saw pick number ten, I was like, "They still have Kansas City here." Yep, I'm not. I'm not even going to bother reading the rest of this. Hey, maybe this Ryan Pace gets that draft right if they do it that way. Oh God, <laughs> just such crap. I honestly, like I said, there's no way Kansas City's picking at ten if Mahomes isn't there. So that is above and beyond wrong to begin with, and then throw in the fact that they give them George Kittle. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would bet a hundred times out of a hundred that Mahomes goes number one. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And bet online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I think we got to get into two guys that are on the roster now. And do you want to go first now that you're post rant, or do you want to wait a little bit? <laughs> I don't care. Go ahead. Are we going to mention Tyree Kill in his basketball game? Oh, yeah, we probably should. Um, I put some tweets out that night because I was I was just torn. I was really impressed watching Chris Jones, like how athletic he was. Um, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, Tyree Kill. I mean, all three of those guys playing basketball. Well, that's where I was like Tyron with a little dish to him, too. Like that was that was nice. But that's exactly where I went from there. It was like, okay. Cross-training is an important thing. We know from watching the way that development has happened over the last few years, kids who play baseball are you know pretty good quarterbacks when you come down to it, right? And guys that, that play rugby have a lot of interior offensive line advantages. Same thing with wrestling. Like We can see the cross-sport analysis, and I'm happy to see that. But you have all those guys. Hitch was out there. Kemp was out there who might be a prime special teamer like, any one collision or come down on somebody's ankle and like I'm I'm like shaking in my boots over there. Like half of me was excited for the cross training ability and <laughs> half of me was like, tell Veach to go shut that thing down right now. Half of you was cringing horribly. Yes, it was terrible. Yeah. No, I get it. And I understand. I mean, you know, obviously we appreciate the cross training because it helps them develop different skills and things that they're not gonna develop on the football field. So that's great. But, you know, you would have thought after the whole Patrick Mahomes thing playing basketball three years ago that the rest of the Chiefs would have gotten the message, but obviously not. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, What do you do if you're Brett Veach? (laughs) I guess you're sitting there and you got three superstars on the court. (laughs) 
that represent what close to seventy million in your cap this year. Yeah, and, and, and quite frankly, any one of them get those three gets injured, and you're talking about not making the run. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, give him credit. Like I saw um, a complete lack of rebounding, which is great underneath the, the bucket. Yep. I'm glad to see that, but still, like, oh, I was just and like backflip on hard floor made me like. I almost threw up in my mouth a little bit right there. That was <laughs> that was difficult. But um, that said, everyone got out on skate. So Everything got fine. Here, too. Well, yeah. Well, that's what you get when you get me going. Um, and if you want to get me going, the guy that that I want to focus on is um, somebody that I'm really looking forward to. Is, is we start this like deep dive that we're going to give you guys for the next couple of weeks of players that we want to see evolve or or have a specific goal for. My specific goal is I need Taco Charlton to become that third pass rusher. Uh, we all know about what happened with Frank Clark. I don't expect any suspension anytime soon, um, but you never know what the NFL is going to do. Uh, they have to, even without any kind of interruption in Frank Clark's availability, they have to have a third guy that is there to rush the passer. And they're going to move Chris in and out, back and forth. I still feel like Chris Clark, Chris Jones is going to Chris Clark is going to Chris Clark. Hey, I'm right here. Hey, yeah, right. Um, I still feel like he's going to get like 60% or so of his snaps outside at end and then come in in pass rush situation. Because you wouldn't have said that three months ago or two months ago. No, I said the exact opposite. But the more right. that I hear from the beat reporters that watch the volume of practice that he's getting at end, the more I'm sold that, hey, you know, especially now with a question mark um, with Frank Clark, if he should miss any time, like you have to have a star out there, I think. Yep. But you it have really- to have someone opposite. Really quick on a, on a quick aside, because I remember what I was chuckling about earlier, your <laughs> intro about going to the third consecutive Super Bowl or another Super Bowl. If I would have told you five years ago that the Chiefs would be going to possibly three consecutive Super Bowls, what would you have said? Um, that it's all over. Um, hell has frozen over and we're done. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just That's all. I, I mean, that's kind of how I felt. I just had to kind of get that out there because I remembered. Um, but yeah, Chaco Charleston, this, this should be a big year for him. And honestly, it's a contract year. He got hurt last year. Uh, and as our buddy Therese Paler always used to say, the contract year is never, un- is never defeated. So, uh, I fully expect that Taco will have a good year as long as he can stay healthy, but that's going to be the question mark. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, the motivation should be there. I was actually, when you break down his percentage of pressure, off of percentage of pass rush snaps, including Frank Clark and Chris Jones. He was the most efficient pass rusher the Chiefs had on the roster last year. Problem is, his his number of pass rush snaps were was like 208. It was really low. So it is about staying healthy. But if they can do that, I thought his cross chop has really come a, a long ways, and I think it's an effective move against significant tackles, not just guys that don't have the physical talent that he does. Like I think Taco has to be the guy, especially when Chris has moved inside, that my guess would be that Mike Dan is going to get the first shot, especially on rundowns, to be playing that end if Chris isn't there. But it's got to be somebody that has the pass rush upside to help Reed and Jones and Clark. And that could turn him into a fearsome foursome on pass downs. Definitely could. And I, you know, the thing I'm going to be interested to watch is how they deploy those four specifically, how they deploy Deshaun Wharton in there as well. Uh, and what are you going to do? Because just because Jones lines up inside doesn't mean he's going to be rushing inside. Uh, twists and stunts, I fully expect them to take full advantage, especially if Chris is going to be playing a lot more on the outside this year than he normally would. 
I fully expect he's still going to be rushing at least a decent amount from the interior and not necessarily because he's lined up there to take the first two at the snap. So that'll be something to watch. Taco, though, you're right. He is in a huge year for him, and this is a huge year for the Chiefs. He has to perform. He has to show up because right now they don't have a third pass rusher, and if he isn't able to step forward, I don't know if they have one on this roster. Mm-hmm. And that's a concern. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about Josh Kano coming up in a, in a few weeks, folks. We haven't seen much of him yet, but uh, they have to have somebody step up. And I think we need to talk about uh, another guy that you're very interested in coming up next. Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And I don't say that lightly. Ryan's got his sitting next to him at his desk, as he always does. Oh, he's going with the grasshopper. Oh, no, toffee almond. Man, look at you. You got all those different flavors. Oh, yeah, I got a stash. It's doomsday over here. <laughs> so Bill Bar has nine delicious flavors normally. They have some limited time flavors like the one that Ryan just showed you. Uh, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, chocolate, double chocolate, and salted caramel are most of their normal flavors. So there is something for everyone. My fla- favorite flavor is the coconut brownie chunk. It is absolutely delicious. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are the Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of proteins, 130 carbs, sorry, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. And a couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, and five grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty and all very healthy. Go order yours today. Go to bar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I do it all the time. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's easy to grab them. And a guy that has to be easy to grab, I think, there's a lot of opportunity on the roster this year. And we could probably go up and down, but who stands out to you first and foremost? I said this, and I was, I, I'm not going to say I was pounding the desk uh, during the draft for them to draft this guy, but I was really excited about this guy uh, going into the draft. I'm very happy they got him, Creed Humphrey. I think this is going to be a guy that can step in and be a huge change to this Chiefs offense. And I know that there's a lot of changes in the offensive line, but the big thing that we haven't really addressed over the past couple of seasons, you know, you and I have talked about it. Austin Ryder has been okay, but he hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. He struggled at times, he's done okay at times but he hasn't ever been the guy that can really step forward and really differentiate himself at that center position and make this line better. I think Creed Humphrey can be that guy. I'm not going to say I expect him to be, you know, a pro bowl player in year one. I think he has pro bowl potential in the future, uh, but I do expect that he's going to get in there and he's going to command the offensive line. And he's going to be the guy that's making all the line calls and the protections. And he's going to take care of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and I'm very glad that they made a priority of that center position this year. Yeah, I mean, when you look at what they've had at tackle, that we knew they were going to have to rebuild at that point with all the injuries, right? So yep. you were already down there. If you're going to have to take some chances there, now Orlando Brown isn't much of a chance, you know. I know you wanted Trent Williams when you were Brett Veach earlier in the offseason, but you got, I think, the guy that was probably in terms of output the second best available option. He's younger. Um, he'll be slightly more affordable. I'm not sure. <laughs> that might yeah, be. I was going to say, do you really want to go there on that one? <laughs> I mean, you got to average in this year that they're not paying him that much. So that that's where I'm coming from. But I was yeah. say, you, you know how your statements usually go. So maybe you should take that one back. 
Yeah, I'm not the cap guy. That's Chris, folks. Uh, <laughs> I'm about, hey, as long as we have 177 and I have the roster I need, then then I can put something together. Uh, but the, the interesting... He'll still find a way to get three fullbacks. To me, yes, as, as often as possible. Um, but the interesting thing to me is you had, you had what you were taking chances out there. You had to, to bolster the inside a lot more, and I'm glad they came around to that. I feel like between... Uh, Tooney and all the returners at right guard, you know, all eight of those guys that are competing for that spot. Um, you have you have experience coming back, and I think you have a little bit more balance. Tooney's not a power guy, but I think he moves people off the ball better than we give him credit for. I think in terms of actually replacing Ryder, Creed Humphrey gives you, with the, the wrestling background in particular, a better leverage game, uh, a better physical game in terms of, of power creation, and, and a more balanced attack. Like, Ryder's a good pass blocker. He's not a good run blocker. That's just the way that it is. I think Creed Humphrey's going to end up being a bit of both, and I think that he's uh, – what is unique, I think, for the draft classes of the years late is that an offensive lineman that's ready to step into a pro offense. Yeah, it looks like he's going to step into the pro offense and he's going to start. Uh, it looks like the Kansas City is planning on him starting week one, at least from what we've seen in many camps and OTA so far, and I think that's significant. And I wonder, like – I'm not thinking that it was going to be something that's I'm not going to say that it would be any different if he was right-handed, but I also wonder a little bit if it would have been just a little bit. I'm not going to say it for sure would have, but if he was right-handed, do you think that he gets all those snaps with Mahomes knowing that it's not going to be as big a transition from left to right, from right to left? I do think that that matters. I do think that that's going to be something that they're going, that I think that the team wanted them to work on and get the kinks worked out now. Uh, so I do think that that also helped. Yeah, that's a fair point. You know, if you don't have that, you know, big thing that is just, you know, a rhythm and a feel kind of deal, um, yep. maybe you do get like a few, a few snaps there. Maybe we're we're just full of conjecture. And Creed walked in there, and it was obvious the way that he moved and the way that he was able to pick up the offense that it really wasn't a contest. And now Blythe is fighting for a roster spot as the backup swing guy, and that's possible. Interior. The thing I would argue, though, is that Reed has still never been a guy that's really gone with rookies. True. I mean, obviously, Eric Fisher was a little bit of an exception, but he was the number one overall pick. So uh, you would expect that he was going to start. And he didn't even start left tackle. He started right tackle. So, uh, you know, that, that's the big question. You know, Reed's just never really thrown rookies into the fire at the, on the offensive line. And now he's doing it with Creed Humphrey, and I think it's going to pay off. Uh, he may struggle this year. He may have some down games, but I do think in the long run, he's going to be a very good player for this Chiefs offensive line. I do too, and they need him to be. Because again, yeah. with the talent that you put on the left side, you can kind of let them grow into their own. I mean, it's not going to be a super easy transition. Uh, Orlando's going to do a lot more pass blocking. He's going to do a, a lot more sets that are not uh, as power-oriented that he's going to have to adjust to. But he and Tooney, they're going to find their rhythm, and they're going to be that left side. So it's it's about manning everything that you're going to piece together at guard and trying to find that tackle the future on the right-hand side, and the center's got to help that. And I think at the end of the day, I think it is going to be that progression where you're going to find the guy that's going to stick at center first, and we're going to find, as we move out, guys that are going to earn those jobs of the future. Well, and you have to also look at it and and think about how, you know, Joe Tooney has been a fantastic guard in this league for years. He cannot be, you know, Creed Humphrey is not does not have a much better situation than he could have stepped into. Uh, looking at the situation because he's got a guy next to him that's been playing so well in the NFL for years. And it looked like he was going to have, you know, maybe Kyle Long next to him, who was a 
former pro bowler or LDT next to him, who was a very good guard uh, for Kansas city for a couple of years. So honestly, they're putting him in a position where he's going to be surrounded by veterans. Uh, and I still think that that's probably the case. And that's probably the way it ends up. Although right now, who knows, we still don't know about LDT. We still don't know about Kyle long. So maybe it ends up being Trey Smith. Although that would be quite the stretch in my opinion. I, I agree with you. Like, I want him to have a little bit of transition, but we know the team likes him. I mean, that is very apparent. And I like the power aspect. Again, I'd like to see him peppered in a little bit on on some rundowns as a sixth offensive line. But but if he here's the thing, if he wins the job, he wins the job. Right. It is just a little bit frightening to have two of your interior three be rookies. Yep. Well, and then you're also talking who's gonna be the right tackle. We you know, some people will assume it's Mike Rimmers. I you and I have argued it could be Niang. And then at that point, your center, your right guard, and your right tackle are all going to be basically rookies at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah, um, That's not where you'd want to be, but at the same time, I think all three of those guys represent an upgrade, at least at some, and in some aspects, as to what they had last season. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's a complete upgrade, because when Mitchell Schwartz was playing, I think he was still playing high enough at right tackle before he got hurt that I wouldn't call on an upgrade. But, you know, mm-hmm. Rimmer's taking over. Uh, anybody else that played at right tackle for Kansas City last year is still, you know, Niang could be an upgrade for the, from those guys, in my opinion. I think that he showed that he can play that position. So we'll see. I'm very curious to see how training camp goes and to see them get the pads on and actually get a play in a game. Yeah. I mean, and it all comes back to Creed. You know, Creed yep. will be in a position to kind of guide all of that. And then if he's the guy making the calls and, and we feel like he's going to step in, I think they're going to be in good shape. And I How think he's, he knows, sorry, I was just going to say, he knows that role. That's what he did at Oklahoma. That's he, that's what he's used to. He is that leader type. He is that alpha male type guy. The one on your offensive line commanding all those guys. So he's in, don't get me wrong. He likes to have fun. Uh, that's obvious as well. And he's enjoying the barbecue in Kansas city. That is great as well. Uh, but I do think that this is going to be a huge year for the chiefs offensive line. And, Like I said, you know, when all this started and we figured out who all was going to be here, uh, first couple of games could be rough. Yeah. But they'll get it figured out. They have so much talent on this roster, they will get it figured out. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Like, that's what I want to know is how he progresses. Like, it's one thing to be practicing right there. When he gets under fire, like that first couple of games, like you said, might be rough. It's how he adapts. And we want to know what you guys think about what you expect from Creed Humphrey and from Taco Charlton for that matter. And, you know, how do you feel about guys playing basketball in the offseason? <laughs> Are you as nervous as us, So, or at least as me? So uh, if you would, hit the iTunes reviews. Go like and sub and leave your comment on this video on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast, just go uh, put it on on YouTube, and you can comment over there. It's a little bit easier feedback system over there than it is to get the iTunes reviews, but that does help us quite a bit, and we appreciate all your support and checking out these multiple platforms as we try to Spread the love for what is Chiefs Kingdom and the Locked On Chiefs show. Thank you for watching and listening today. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com, where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.